0: Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. By the same token, whatever the Lord has called you to do, no matter how big, no matter how small, it has significance. Your voice has significance. The ministry that God has given you has significance. The small group that you host every week that only have two people show it has significance. That's why we must do what Galatians 6, uh, 4 and 5 says. It says, pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the sat- satisfaction of a job well done you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we are our, we, for we are each responsible for our own condom kingdom rock radio is an outreach ministry of kingdom rock family worship center located right here in bremen georgia you can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org and now here is today's message hello everybody Welcome back to the King Rock Network. My name is Caleb, and I'm so excited that you decided to join in with me today. I don't believe that you're here by accident, nor do I believe that you're here by coincidence, but I believe that the Lord has led you here because he has something great in store for you, and I'm telling you, you do not want to miss it. Today we're going to be starting, not a series, we're not going to do a series day, but we're going to, I have a a powerful message for y'all, and I'm so excited for this message. If you want to give this message a title, you can call it, stop resisting. All right. Stop resisting. All right. So let's get this thing started. All right. One truth that I need you to realize that I need you to understand is that God wants nothing but the best for you. All right. He wants nothing else but the best for you. All right. The Lord is very interested in you in every aspect of your being and every aspect about you. All right. All right. He hears every single prayer that you pray. You know, he, he, he knows all of those whose hearts are set on him that, that wants to serve him. He He knows these things. All right? He wants nothing but the best for you. See, the fact of the matter is that the Lord is changing us. He's, he's constantly changing us into the fullness of who he wants us to be. All right? He's changing us according to, you know, his plans and his purposes for us. All right? And, and the thing is, we, we all want to walk in the purpose that the Lord has for us. We all want to walk into the destiny that that the Lord has for us. That's what we want. And that's what God wants for us. All right. We all want to be, you know, in in the complete fullness of who God has called us to be. We, We want these things. As a believer, I will hope that you want these things. All right. And the beautiful thing about this is that he won't make you do it by yourself. All right. He will help you to do it. He will help you to do it. And he will help you to do it. It's a lifelong journey, but the Lord is willing to help you. We don't have to do it on our own or by our own willpower. The Lord is willing to help you. All right, let's take a look here at Philippians 1, uh, verse 6, and it reads, I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. All right, so now we have to understand for God to be working on us, as this scripture says, it says God is is, is working on us to the day uh, when Christ Jesus returns. If if God is working on us, we got to understand that this means that He have already had plans for us. He's already made plans for us. Think about it naturally. Think about like a production plant or like a warehouse or like a like a car manufacturing plant or something like that. Naturally, if that whatever piece is being made, if that piece is being made, if it's if it's currently being worked on. Nobody works on a, on a part, works on this piece or whatever, and they make the plan afterwards. It doesn't make sense. That would be counterproductive. Instead, in these plants, in these warehouses, in these, in these manufacturing places, what happens is you got the engineers and you got the designers. Before they even start working on that piece, they go to the planning room. They go to the drawing boards. And they plan on how to make their product. And might I add, this isn't something where they just, you know, want to make something and they just say, hey, we made something. No, that's not what it is. Whatever they're making, the product that is being made is being made for a reason. To serve a particular purpose that only that product can serve. So because we know God is continuing to work on us, according to Philippians 1.6, we can conclude that we have already been inside God's planning room. All right, He knows exactly what he's creating us, creating us into. You and I are God's product, and we've already been inside his planning room. We can see this truth highlighted in Ephesians 2, verses 10, for it reads, For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So again, my friend, you and I have already been inside God's planning room. All right, he's trying to make, because he's working on us, he has already made plans for us and, and he's, he's working on us for us to be, he's working on us to come to the full completion of the plans he have already made for us long ago. Amen. You got to realize God is also willing to help us. He's so, he's also willing to change you. But there's one thing that can keep God from working in us. And that's us. What do you mean, Caleb? Well, as God tries to make us, as God tries to mold us according to the plans he has for us, we have two options. That is, we can actively submit to the work that he's doing in us, or we can actively resist the work that he's doing in us. It's a choice. The work that God is doing in you not only asks, but it requires that you submit and to not resist. Amen. This work starts at the point of salvation, but it lasts a lifetime. God wants to use you. But He has to work on you, do you through the process of sanctification in order to be able to use you. But because this, pro- but because this process doesn't always feel good, because it, re- it involves changing and pulling us out of our comfort zone, we oftentimes reject- we oftentimes resist God, which will slow down this process. We resist the very work that God is trying to complete in us. You know, as believers, we talk a lot about resisting the enemy, you know, resisting the storms in life and, and things like this. And these are good teachings. But one thing you need to realize is that we can also resist God. We can also resist the work that He's doing in us. Amen. Got to realize if you have accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, realize the Holy Spirit has made His dwelling place with your spirit, in your spirit. And we must not resist Him. Amen. The work that God is doing in you requires your active participation. It requires your submission. Now, one way that we can resist the work that God is doing in us is when we are not living according to the spirit. Some of us may say, you know, Lord, when, when God is trying to work on us, when God is trying to work in us, we may say, you know, Lord, you know, this is too hard for me, Lord. You know, I, I don't think I can do it, Lord. We may think God has a wrong person in, in, in entirety. Lord, you got the wrong person. This, this isn't this isn't for me. You chose the wrong person. The fact of the matter is your spirit man wants to serve the Lord. All right. Our true selves, our spirit, our true selves wants to serve the Lord. Our spirit man wants to serve the Lord. It desires to. So the issue resides in the flesh. One thing that we have, one thing that we have to realize is that the devil in the flesh naturally resists God. This is why the devil always wants us to live according to the flesh, according to the lust of the flesh. All right, the flesh says, I want what I want right now, you know, and it doesn't matter how it gets. it. Usually the flesh gets what it gets through, through sin. You know, it tries to appease itself through sin just to feel satisfied. Let's take a look here at James 1, verse 13 to 15. It reads, And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. These desires are talking about the lust of the flesh. All right, And And when you're living a life according to your flesh you're resisting God. All right. You can expect sin. All right. The issue is the flesh, not the spirit. The issue resides in the flesh. Jesus understood this principle. Look what he told his disciples in the garden of Gethsemane. Matthew 26 verse uh, verse 41 reads, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Your spirit man wants to serve God. It wants to please God. But we have to understand that the issue is in our flesh, which we're stuck with. For the entirety of the time that we're here, we're stuck with this flesh. The remedy to overcoming this flesh is walking in the spirit. Let's take a look here at Galatians 5, verse 16 and 17. And it reads, I say, then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. In order to overcome this flesh, which naturally resists God, we have to walk in the Spirit. We have to become more in tune and sensitive to the Spirit, and this requires discipline. All right, we can't keep watching four or five hours of TV every day and only only spend two hours of our time in a week with God on a Sunday at church. All right. It's going to take discipline. It's going to require discipline. And I know a lot of y'all don't like that word discipline. That's a word that a lot of people don't like, but it's going to require discipline. All right. You need to have discipline in order to uh, uh, resist the flesh. What is discipline? That's exactly what discipline is. Resisting the flesh. Discipline is us resisting the flesh. When you wake up in the morning, it takes discipline. Resisting the flesh to pray. It takes discipline, resisting the flesh to set a time aside and pray for the devo- and for prayer and devotion. All right. It takes discipline, uh, resisting the flesh to read the word of God consistently on a day to day basis. All right. You got to realize that you can't submit to your flesh and your spirit at the same time. All right. Jesus tells us in Matthew that no one can serve two masters. Either you will love one and hate the other, but you can't serve both of them. All right. You have to make a choice. In order to submit to God, we're going to have to resist the flesh. In order to submit to God, we're going to have to be disciplined. Either you'll submit to the flesh and resist the spirit, or you'll resist the, spirit, or you'll resist the spirit and submit to the flesh. All right? The choice is yours. And many times in life, when we resist God, we oftentimes experience frustration will experience, you know, storms and things like this. And, and, and sometimes, we you know, it's easy to fault these storms on, you know, maybe this is the enemy attacking me, or maybe God is trying to bring me through a test. It's easy to say that, but you got to realize when you resist God, these things can come as well, just as easy. We can see this here in the book of Jonah. Let's look at Jonah uh, chapter one, verses one through four. And it reads, the Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amitai, Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked his people are. All right, so let's stop right there for a second. The Lord at this point has given Jonah a instruction. Get up and go to Nineveh. Jonah has a choice at this point in time. Jonah has a choice. He can either submit to God or he can say no, which is resisting God. Let's see what he does. Chapter, uh, verse three says, but Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa, where he fell on a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went aboard, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. But the Lord hurled a powerful windstorm over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Have you ever tried doing things your own way in life, knowing it's contrary to what the Lord has already told you? And then we experience storms, and we, and we wonder, why why are these things happen to me? Have they ever been your testimony? It's been mine. This is exactly what happened to Jonah. All right, and, and the Lord, the, the word says when Jonah went opposite where the Lord told him to go, it says the Lord called a storm at him. All right? You got to realize, though, there's two, there's two types of storms. The devil can send a storm, but when he sends a storm, it destroys you. God sends a storm to wake you up, to shake you, to make you turn back to him. Amen? The work that God is trying to do in you requires your active participation. It requires your submission. Every single person watching this this or listening to this, you have to understand God has purpose for you. All right, just like I mentioned earlier, we've we've all been inside God's planning room, but now he's working on us and he's completing us to fulfill the plans that he has already laid aside for us, all right, that he has for you. But sometimes we resist God. And we see this, and, and, and oftentimes sometimes we'll resist God also when we see him working in somebody else's life. All right, we we want to conform to how they're doing it. We see God's working in their life. Let me, let me do it how they're doing it. Let me do it how they're doing it. Right, we conform to other people's lives, and you got to realize you think this is a good thing, but it's actually resisting God. We try to copy the, uh, the way other people do stuff. We try to mimic the way other people do stuff. i got to preach how they preach. i got to sing how they sing. i got to talk how they talk. And of course, there's a healthy way of doing this and we can learn from other people, you know, and and things like this. But when you begin to try to mimic and you try to copy exactly how they're doing it, how they're preaching, how they're singing, how they talk, how they do it, how they do it. This is a form of resistance. God may not have called you to preach like them. God may not have called you to talk like them or to sing like them. The purpose that God has for you is uniquely structured just for you. All the way down to your personality. Think about a car. Every single piece on a car serves its own purpose, and it can only serve its own purpose. The windshield whopper can't do the, the windshield whopper can't serve the purpose of the tire. The tire can't serve the purpose of the blinkers, and the blinkers can't serve the purpose of the headlights. Everything has a particular purpose. Even up to the small little bolts and screws, they serve their purpose, and just because they're small does not mean they, have, they don't have any significance. I guarantee you, if you took your car to a mechanic to fix something, you know, you take, him, take it to the mechanic, and after he's done with his work, he, he, he comes to you and let um, me say, you know, I fixed your tire, you know, I fixed your windshield, this, that, and the other. But he says, I have a, I have a few screws that I took out of your engine. They're, they're kind of small, so it doesn't really matter. I guarantee that you wouldn't take that car. Why is that? Because we know that these little small pieces serve a purpose, they're significant. By the same token, whatever the Lord has called you to do, no matter how big, no matter how small, it has significance. Your voice has significance. The ministry that God has given you has significance. The small group that you host every week that only have two people show up it has significance. That's why we must do what Galatians 6, uh, 4 and 5 says. It says, pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisf- satisfaction of a job well done. You won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we, are our, we, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. All right, so don't resist the Lord by trying to conform to be like somebody else. And when you were in God's plenty room, God made you on purpose to the smallest detail. All right, so whether you're, da- whether you're dancing or whether you're singing or preaching or teaching or writing or whatever you're doing, do it how the Lord has called you to do it. Amen. So as we come to a close, I want to leave you with this. Stop resisting. Submit to the work that God has for you and is doing in you. Amen. Let us pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, Father, we come before you, Lord God, and we just ask you, Lord God, Jesus, to help us to stop resisting, Lord God. We understand that you are doing a work in us, Lord God. We understand that this work can can be uncomfortable to us sometimes. We understand that this work can be sometimes even painful to us sometimes, Lord God and we resist it, Lord. Lord God, we come before you, Lord God, and we ask for forgiveness, Lord God, Jesus. We ask that you forgive us for resisting you, Lord God, Jesus. Right now in this very moment, Lord God, Jesus, we make this decision right now to submit to you, Lord God, to submit to the work that you are doing in us faithfully, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We submit to your spirit, and we walk in the spirit, Lord God, Jesus. We won't submit to the flesh. We'll resist the flesh, Lord God. We'll discipline the flesh, and we ask that you give us the grace to help us to do this, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for your kindness and your love, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, Jesus, that as we submit to you, Lord God, Jesus, the word that you have promised to do in us, Lord God, you will do so. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And as we come to a close, I also want to open an opportunity for anybody who's watching today. If this is the first sermon or whatever that you ever watched, if you don't know who Jesus is, if you don't even you know, claim to be a Christian, even if you're unsure, if there's, if there's any uncertainty or if there's anything at all that you can't say, I'm a Christian, I'm a child of God, I want to give you the opportunity today to make sure you're secure in that. Just repeat this prayer after me and believe it in your heart. Just say this. Say, Father, I come to you admitting that I am a sinner. I repent of all my wrongdoings, Lord. I repent against sinning against you. I repent against sinning against others. And I repent against sinning against myself. Lord God, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe in his death. I believe in his burial. And I believe in his resurrection. Right now, I receive the Holy Spirit to come live inside of me, to come change me. As I submit to him, I accept the work that he's going to do inside of me. I acknowledge you as King Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend, if you have said this prayer with me today, you can have security, you can have certainty that you are a child of God. Don't listen to the devil. The devil will try to make you think otherwise. He's always going to be trying to say this or that. But don't listen to him. Know and have faith that you are a child of God today. Amen. This is all that I have for y'all today. I hope that it has really blessed y'all. It has truly blessed me. And I will see you all next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.